Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, the leadership podcast for women. This is a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the leader of their life. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women that feature guest interviews as well as solo episodes with Maya. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the My Opinion Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Now, in her opinion, here's your host, Maya Roffler. Welcome back to My Opinion and happy Motivation Monday, guys. I am here today with Becca Powers. She is many, many things, but she is a motivational speaker, a Fortune 500 sales executive, and a best-selling author. Becca, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Maya. I'm excited to get this one going. I am so excited to have you here. There is so much to talk about, but I do want to point out right in the beginning that we have so much synergy because here on My Opinion, we talk about how to be the leader of your life, which is so important, but you talk about how to be the CEO of your life. I love that. Yes. It's, it's a, it's a good perspective to have, right? Keeps you, keeps you going North. (laughs) I love that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's dive in there first. And then I definitely want to talk about how to be the CEO of your life, because we talk about how to be the leader of your life and then also talk about success without sacrifice. So we've got a lot to unpack here, but tell us a little bit about yourself, Becca. Well, I really like how you opened up sharing my multiple titles because I think that is the first thing that I like to lean into. And I'll speak on the behalf of of women, but we like to many times be one thing and then marketing, whether you're a man or a woman, you're kind of told like you need to define yourself in a niche and all those things are great. However, we are not one thing. We are many things. And in my in my own chasing my career and redefining myself and learning about myself, what I realized is that my fulfillment increased as I embraced, I call it the power of and. It's it's a, one of the topics in the book, but as I embraced my and, I felt more expansive. I felt more authentic. And I now I just really like to encourage people to embrace their and too. I love that. And first of all, I want to say the name of your book is Harness Your Inner CEO. We're going to put a link to that, of course, in the show notes. But I love what you're saying about incorporating the and or embracing the and, because I will say for myself that that like when I first went out on my own and started doing my own thing, there was so much pressure from, you know, I had coaches and mentors and they were like, find your niche or niche. I know people say it two different ways, whatever in my opinion, I don't care, whatever, say it your way. (laughs) But the embracing the and was so freeing for me. So I love that you're saying this Becca, because, you know, I'm a podcaster. I have two different podcasts. I own an event logistics business, which a lot of people don't know about unless they're working with me on that. Um, You know, I am writing now. I am doing, I I've, and, and, and I'm doing all these different things. I work with women in leadership. So I, it was really frustrating for me that I was being put kind of in a box and they were like, pick one thing and just run with it. I can understand when you're first starting out that, yeah, you need to make money. So that works, but people can know you as a multidimensional person. So I'm obsessed that we're talking about this. I think this is great. Yes, me too. And I have a, a short story, so many things to talk about, but just to further kind of illustrate for the listeners, how this could be so freeing. And also if you stay in the, or 
or the but, how limiting, how limiting that could be. I was a Fortune 500 sales leader and I had decided to take a yoga teacher training. And I was so excited about it too. And I remember all my colleagues going, Becca, you know, you're not going to make any money as a yoga teacher, right? And and I'm like, well, I never thought I was going to quit my job. I just thought I'd also learn how to like be a yoga teacher. And then flip over to my yoga community. They were like, I bet you can't wait to quit your job. That must be soul sucking those corporate jobs. And I was like, I actually really enjoy my work and my career. I didn't never thought of quitting. I just also like yoga. And I remember feeling polarized and I hated the way that felt. And then inside when I finally was like, well, I'm just going to be both. I'm going to be the and. I literally said that to them, I'm going to be the and. And I felt my energy shift and I felt it expand. And I was like, whoa, what else can I be? You know, and I started putting the ands in and it just was so empowering. I love that. I think that's such a great message. For, for me to hear that from someone, but also for you guys to listen to as well, because I do feel that we are told, especially online all the time from all these coaches, these you know gurus, find your niche, find your niche, however you want to say it, guys. But we're told all the time. And I think it can be important, sure, you know, in certain areas, but you can have the and. So yeah, thanks for sharing that part of the story with us because that's awesome. Hey everyone, it's Maya, the host of the My Opinion Podcast, the leadership podcast for women. I hope you're enjoying this incredible episode of the podcast. Now you can learn more about leadership and how to be the leader of your life. You can click on the show notes right now and download your guide on how to be the leader of your life written by me, Maya Roffler. We'll go over the four pillars of how to be the leader of your life. We'll review your values, your mission, not only your purpose, but your purposes and your vision. And as a bonus within the guide, you will actually get a 15 minute complimentary call with me, Maya, to talk about how you can become the leader of your life. So download the guide right now and enjoy the rest of this podcast episode. Tell us a little bit about your book, though. I want to know about your book. So I'll start that conversation with a story, too, because I think it'll also lead us into this success without sacrifice. Yeah. So here I am starting to embrace my and, but I didn't embrace my and for a very long time. And I was doing multiple things. Best way to decide it, describe it is I was dividing myself. I was like I had my mom hat. I had all these metaphorical hats. I had my mom hat. I had my work hat. I had my wife hat. And I wasn't really allowing myself to be, you know, one person. Then on top of that, add in, I have a very stressful job. I'm a sales leader in fortune 500. And so I have a lot of goals, a lot of responsibility. I got a team under me. And so I'm also just to add one more layer for this picture. I'm also very impact-based. I like to make a difference. And so I will throttle for my people. I will throttle to make an impact. I will throttle to provide. And so I had all this awesome going on, but I didn't realize how much it was depleting me until I pushed myself too far. And I literally fell to my knees of the bathroom floor one day after having a bad day at work. I came home. 
I walked in the door after 12 hours of being gone. My kids were in middle school and they ran up to me like super excited. Like, mom, we're so happy to see you. And my reaction was horrible. I was like, can you let me put my effing purse down? And can I have five minutes? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. And which is like, you know, moms say that, right? But I remember seeing their faces go from excited to sad and then almost looking shameful that they even ran up to me like to greet me because I like spit at them. And I felt so heartbroken. I was like, who am I becoming? What am I chasing? What am I doing all this for? If I can't even be present for my kids that night, I fell to my knees on the bathroom floor and I fully surrendered. I was like, dear universe, I got this all messed up. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to fix this. And then in that moment of my most powerless moment, I would say, I remembered something a former VP of sales said to me, which was, you are the CEO of your life. And in that moment, I, it, it like in a moment, it transformed everything. And I rose off that bathroom floor, empowered and ready to like take on whatever next looked like, even though I didn't know what that would look like. And uh, it was a two-year transformation for me, but that's where the book was born. And it's like all the lessons and what it took to have my success come from a place of like fulfillment and health rather than sabotage and sacrifice. I just love this story. You were sharing this with me prior to us hitting that record button. And I'm so glad she's sharing this with you guys. Like what an incredible story. And I always ask on the podcast, like, what was that moment where you really stepped into being the leader of your life? And I'm sure this would be that moment that you would oh, share. Yeah, I get the goosebumps as you say it back <laughs> yeah. to me. I remember rising off the bathroom floor, literally feeling like a different person than the one that went down. Yeah. And I love that that, you know, what you heard from that VP like came into you and you were like, no, like I'm going to step into this. And I love that you're sharing too, Becca, that, you know, no, you didn't just get off the bathroom floor and then everything was great. And this book just came out of you and life was wonderful. No, it was a two year process and journey. And I really connect to that. And I think you guys listening will connect with that as well. Like it's not just a quick fix, but there is that moment for all of us where we have these things that happen. And we're like, no, we got to, we got to change. We got to implement something. We got to do something different. And I love that you're talking about this. One thing I want to go back to for just one second too, when you were talking about being a wife, being a mother, it's interesting that we are automatically a wife and, you know, a mother and, and, and all these things, but yet we don't give our ourselves permission to be the and in all these other areas. Isn't that fascinating? I was it like is. reflecting on that. And I was like, let me give my opinion on that since that's what we do on the show. But I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm listening to that. And I'm like, so we're supposed to be and, and, and like, you know, and keep the house and do this. But like, when it comes to all these other things, like, no, 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 we we're only supposed to have like one niche, like, isn't that, I was like, that's a revelation I have to share it's, with Becca. As yeah, it's <laughs> so, like for me too, when my brain like first really like got that, it felt like I was mind blown because when that shift happened, when I rose into the CEO of my, my life, one of the first things that happened was I'm just going, it was more than the end. It was just like, I am going to own all of me mm -hmm. at one time. I can't do this divided game of like, changing my hats every time I change or go into a different room and not to mention the guilt and shame and things like that are associated with it. I remember 
being at work and getting a call from my kid's school and feeling bad that I had to go tell my boss and my team, hey, I need to leave. And that was a belief system within me, right? That you were like you were saying, like I, I was only allowed to be one role, even though I'm an and, I was only allowing myself to be one role at a time. When that epiphany happened, like you were saying that, hey, I'm actually just all of these things at one yeah. time. It gave, it's a permission. I gave myself permission to be all of me. And when I did that, I was able to, and this kind of goes into some of the, um, probably another shift in the conversation, but it allowed me to prioritize myself and say things like, no, I, or yes, I have to leave or no, I can't do that because I am a mom and that's going to take priority right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. And I was just thinking about that as you were talking, I'm like, hang on, why do we, why can we be this and, and, but we can't be this and, and so I love that. And yeah. And thanks for sharing that. Cause that's a common thing. I know women and, and you guys listening go through, you know, we're afraid to say this, we have to do this at work. Cause it might make us seem less or like, oh gosh, we need to end all of that. Like that's so uh, over it. So Talking about that, talking about that, we want to get into success without sacrifice because that's a huge thing that you focus on, Becca. So let's talk about success without sacrifice. I love that too. Yeah. So if you if you want to come back with me to the bathroom floor, mm-hmm. if I was to just simplify everything, I was chasing my success for all the right reasons. And we talked a little bit about this pre-record, but my issue wasn't a self-love issue. My issue was actually that I loved everything. Like I loved my job. I love my kids. I love my husband. I love money. I, I love myself. Like, I'm like, Hey, let's go. I love life. Let's, let's go at a volume 12. Right. But what I didn't realize that I was doing is that I was putting, I'm just going to use the umbrella of success before myself. And so what was really happening is that I was the sacrificial lamb, so to speak, in the pursuit of my success, which brought me to the bathroom floor. So there on the bathroom floor, or when you rise from the bathroom floor, the question is, can I go about this a different way? Is another way available? And that's really when I was able to quote unquote, harness my inner CEO. I realized that there was a way to have success that was sustainable. And that was breaking up with many old beliefs and patterns, starting with it's okay and actually a necessity to prioritize myself first. Mm-hmm. So I'll just stop there. Yeah. Well, and again, before we started recording, I was sharing with Becca, and I don't know if I shared this with my listeners yet, maybe a little bit on my social media. That's something that I, I'm always very raw and open. I've been struggling with is I thought I was prioritizing myself, but I thought I was prioritizing myself by saying like, yes, to all these different projects and all these different things, but that's not necessarily prioritizing yourself. And what I am realizing by going through this prioritization, like it's, it's even been simple things back. I didn't really share this in depth with you yet, but like 
making sure in the morning, like I'm not going straight to social media or straight to email, like meditation, gratitude. Like this might sound a little simple for you guys listening, but like, it really has changed my day. And if I break these patterns, like my day is totally different. Like literally, if I don't do my at least 10 minute guided meditation in the morning, I am actually just sitting with myself. I go out with my dogs, like these little rituals that I'm doing that put me first it's, it's really changing everything for me. It changes the whole trajectory of the day as well. And I'm happier and I like things go differently. It's, it's really fascinating. And I, I think it's really important that we realize that. And it has to be, in my opinion, it has to be what works for you as well. Yes. And what, what, what in prioritize you means to you. I would a hundred percent agree. And then also add that like have flexibility in your formula and flexibility with yourself, meaning we're always evolving and we should, especially if you like your listeners, right? We're growing, we're learning, we're developing, like we're out there changing the world. We should be evolving. And that means our priorities should be evolving too. So I'll give um, a practical example of how this could look in real life. So for me, I mentioned like I have, you know, a husband, I have kids, I have my job. I am also an entrepreneur. I'm a corporate consultant and a speaker. I'm an author. I'm a podcaster. I have all these things. What I have learned about my own self in, in, in my formula is that I have to be done with work by 530 at night. Like all of these things have to be done at 530 at night for me to get my rest. That is one thing in, in go-getters that rest isn't often in the equation. It's more hustle. And what I found is that um, when I'm able to honor myself and say, okay, I know if I work past 530, and there's exceptions, of course, right? But that goes back to prioritization. If I want to take a call at eight o'clock at night, I don't have to say yes to it, but I can tune into myself and say, how, how much of a priority is this? Is this something that could get rescheduled during the week next week? And I have to be the one. That's why I say I'm the CEO of my life. I get to make those decisions. I get to make those calls. Mm-hmm. And then once I protect myself, like you're protecting your mornings, I protect my evenings, right? Universe, whatever you want to say, just starts going, things start going in your favor. Things start going easier, I like to say, because I work with a lot of workaholics, whether they're, you know, in the corporate life or entrepreneurs, prioritize yourself, then work. That's just like a simple formula that seems to work. And I know a lot of people are listening to this right now and going, uh, Becca, how are you doing all of the things that you just listed and stopping at 530 every day? Right. I mean, seriously, that was probably so challenging for you to do and prioritize and put yourself first. Thank you for sharing that example. Cause I think this is huge. I think this is incredible that you're sharing this and being so vulnerable with this because I, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing that you cut your day off at five 30 and then you're allowed to put yourself first. And then obviously I'm, I'm sure you're spending time with your husband and your family and all of those things, because that's so important too. And, but how are you doing that? Because I know everyone that's listening to this is like, you know, is probably a got a lot of moms listening, got a lot of entrepreneurs, leaders, people who have a lot of demanding things. 
and they have a lot of ants. They're juggling a lot of things as well. And they're sitting here going, how does Becca end it at 5.30? And like you said, there's exceptions, but how were you able to prioritize yourself in a way that that is your number one priority? I think a couple of things. I would say starting with one is just acceptance. There's a persona here. And I had to, I had to come to terms with my persona that it was never going to go away. Like, so for an example, I was like, how you said, like, yes, I'm a yes to opportunity all day. And I always think that there won't be another opportunity or all these things. But then I just look back at my past and been like, this is just who I am. And so once I came to acceptance of like, Hey, I'm, um, I like being multifaceted. I like a lot of balls in the air. I like somewhat of a moderate stress. Like I like that adrenaline. I'm a high performer. That's kind of the persona I gave my, I gave myself, um, permission to be a high performer. And I was like, Hey, if I was playing sports, just to give the audience, uh, the listeners an analogy, if I was playing sports, you have to give yourself the right nutrition. You have to give yourself the right rest. Like, you know, you talk about Olympic athletes. I was like, Hey, I'm like a, a, an Olympian high performer of like stuff, like work, you know? And so I need to, that rest is going to be more critical than me saying yes right now to something. And I want to double click on that for two seconds. Cause you heard me say, yes, not right now. I do say no to things when it's a hard no, but when it's a yes, I might say yes, but I have to do this in 30 days. Like I really honor first my, my well-being, And I know if I work myself to death, then I end up actually worked myself into autoimmune disease. And I will work myself into a episode where I'm out for two weeks and then I'm canceling everything. And I'm like, well, what if I never had to do that again? And I just honored my spot. So that's really what it looks like for me is being able to say yes to new opportunities, but then also giving myself realistic timelines. Like I wanted to write, uh, I'm going to be writing my next book too, but I'm giving myself four months to write the first rough draft. And that's going to look like for me, like 500 words a day. So then I can get very tactical and be like, I can handle 500 words. That's like 45 minutes. And then you stay consistent and a book is written. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this is wonderful advice, what you're giving, because you're breaking it down for everybody, for myself included, (laughs) because sometimes I put so much pressure on myself. I know you guys listening are understanding this too, because we're like, we hear write a book and we're like, oh my God, we have to do it today. And we have to figure this all out. And we have to write like a million words and no. So I love what you're saying here, Becca. You're like, okay, guys, this is how I'm doing it. This is how I'm accomplishing it. 45 minutes a day or an hour a day. And like, this is how it works. And I'm giving myself four months and you know what? You might fall off one day. You might fall, but it's about the accountability and trying to be consistent. And, you know, I say this all the time. This is my opinion. And Becca, I'm sure you're going to have something to say about this. Give your opinion, but you know what guys, there's a ton of talented people out there, but consistency beats talent every single day. What do you think, Becca? Mic drop. You just gave me the goosebumps. <laughs> it, it, it does because the reality is if you're going to do your 500 words, 
every single day, okay, you know, one of your children might get sick one day, or you might not feel well that day, or, you know, it might be an off day, whatever. If you come back again the next day though, and you're going to hit an hour instead of, you know, the 45, whatever, if you're still going consistency beats talent every single day. And I think that's something that is really important for my listeners to hear and everyone in the world to hear, because as long as you keep going, I think that's how your 530 cutoff and you prioritizing yourself is also, that's what I'm hearing from you works because if you're consistently chugging along and you're also consistently putting yourself first, all of that really comes together. And that's something that really has worked for me as well. You know, putting myself first in the morning, because I'm not a morning person. That's why the morning thing, I was like, where do I start to put myself first? Mm -hmm. Mornings worked for me because I am more productive starting around 11, 12 o'clock. And I like to go a little bit later. And my husband's a chef, so he works later in the day. So that works for, it works really well for us, prioritizing both of each other and, you know, all of that. So I think it really matters, you know, your lifestyle, yourself and understanding where to prioritize yourself, but also that consistent that consistency matters too. And I love, I really love what you said about it. And, and I'm just, I want to rip on that for just a second. Yeah, too, let's because do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, but that consistency, like even like when I was like, oh, I want to start a podcast because I have a lot to say. <laughs> and, yeah. and people are like, how are you going to add that to your plate? And I was like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, God, if I start having like 45 minute or hour like sessions, this is going to be, it could be really overbearing on me because I have to do blocks and all this stuff. But I was like, hey, I'm the creator of my own life. I'm the CEO of my life. I'm only going to do 15 minute episodes. So I'll create a two hour block and I'll get three episodes done instead of having a weekly release. I did a bi-weekly release. Like there is a space where you can create your own rules. And to your point within that, then you just consistent, you know, you just, okay, like I can do these in little clips and I'm just going to constantly like stay consistent with it. And before you know it, you know, 20 episodes are done. A book is written. You've started a new business, but it wasn't extremely overwhelming. I mean, I don't know. There's lots of ways that could go, but. Yeah, I think there's another great tip you guys just got too. I mean, it doesn't have to be every single, I remember, you know, when I first started the podcast and, you know, I obviously have the other podcast out too. People would be like, I want to do, they'd come to me with like podcast ideas. You know, people always tell you their ideas when you're doing things. And they would tell me like, I'm going to do a podcast every day of the week. And I'm like, why? Like, why wouldn't you rather have one episode come out every single month and be consistent versus do an episode every single day? Because you know how long you're going to last? Maybe a month, maybe a month if you're lucky. So I love what you're sharing because you guys are getting some really great like insider tips here on how to be successful because it's better to do short chunks of things with some real value and consistency because that's how you're going to be successful without sacrifice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that's really incredible. So tell us a little bit about what we get out of Harness Your Inner CEO. I think we've talked a lot about it, but tell us a little bit about inside the book, what, what we get out. Of the so book. the, I'll, I'll bring you through the arc of the book because yeah. really what I would say that Harness Your Inner CEO is like the antidote to burnout. Like if you are thinking that you're in burnout or something like that, then Harness Your Inner CEO is a book you like must pick up because I picked myself up. It like basically is like how I picked myself up off the bathroom floor. So the very first part I focus on, on 
rising into your personal empowerment. And it does start with a lot like prioritizing yourself and a lot of things we talked about on this. But then once you really are able to to stand back in your personal power, then it's about, you know, I, I think about life and I'm like, oh man, life is about like thriving and just feeling alive. So but you have to be able to stand in your personal power and be able to say, I matter first. And then also to know what you can say yes to and what you need to say no to. That is tricky and takes practice, but like that really helps you stay in your personal power. And I I, I feel like once you've got a grip on that, then it's really important to reignite your passion. Like I said, the and is a really big theme. That's like kind of in that middle section of the book. But what I realized is that sometimes in the pursuit of too much work, I wasn't bringing in enough joy. I wasn't incorporating enough yoga for me. I like yoga. I like concerts. I like that stuff. And it was really important for me to um, incorporate those things into my life again with that permission for pleasure, like permission to have more. I I, um, cut down my um, relationship circle too so that I can have deeper, more intimate relationships. Cause that was, again, what was important to me. But my point is, is that what you'll find in the book is like tools and tips to get you standing in your personal power and then ways to explore bringing in more passion into your life. Because what I found, if I was to say, what I feel a success formula is if you prioritize yourself, then your soul, which I kind of say passion and kind of gives, you know, is flames for the soul or spirit the success is a result. And so the third part of the book is about like relishing in the prosperity that you built by prioritizing yourself, being in, incorporating your soul into your life, into the formula. And then the success, the prosperity was a result. And um, what I can say is now I am, I mean, financially, I'm probably making triple what I was five years ago. Um, but my days are done at five 30. I work a lot less. Like it's mind boggling how much we can thrive without so much like throttle. I like to say, so that's kind of what the book does. It shows you, um, it's like 12 steps of like how to do it. I love all the sayings you have, Becca. I'm like, oh my gosh, let me write that one down too. We can thrive without so much throttle. Oh my God, you guys, don't you love these like sayings? I'm going to get so many clips from this this interview. I love that. We can thrive so much without so much throttle. Yeah, I love that. And I think, um, thanks for sharing the recap of the book. I think that's a really, really a well done overview. And uh, I think a lot of women are facing burnout, especially coming out of, you know, the P word pandemic that I'm so sick of saying, which I'm sure you are too, (laughs) but it's so true. I mean, you know, with the great resignation, like women were the, were and are the most affected by it. Right. And we're really facing the burnout because we're the ones, the majority of us are the ones home with kids dealing with the home, you know, dealing with balancing from home. Now we're going back to the workplace potentially, and maybe we don't want to do that so much. So it's a lot. So your book is just right on time, right? So I'm excited to see what comes next. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, you brought up a lot of really great points, but the whole, your whole mantra about success without sacrifice, I want to point out again to my listeners that, you know, you're talking about how you're doing like multiple times more, like financially 
And Mm -hmm. you're preserving your evenings for yourself. You know, you have the time to bring joy back into your life. You're doing, you're doing more yoga. (laughs) You're going to concerts. You're bringing those things into your life that you love again. And I think those are the first things to go when you're saying yes to all of these things. Right. And I've noticed that about myself too. And when I started to look and I was recently on this retreat, which I was sharing with you, Becca, before we started recording And I'm sure you guys, when you follow me on social media, you saw me, I was out in Denver, well, Boulder actually. But, um, you know, I was writing down some of the things that I miss doing. And I'm like, just simple things like hiking with my dogs and things like that. And I'm like, those are always the first things to go because you're like, what more can I fit in? What, oh, if I just need a couple more hours to do this or that. And I love what you said earlier about it's not going anywhere. Like it's going to be there. And like just prioritizing yourself, but then also looking at what needs to get done. And then I love how you explained your podcast and the 45 minutes with the writing. I mean, it's really just, if you learn to organize your life, you can do it. And that's being the CEO of your life, or as we say, the leader of your life. I mean, that's, that's that's doing it is all that organizing. So I'm going to ask you this question a little bit different than I ask other people. Cause typically I ask like, what advice would you give, you know, women as they're stepping into leadership, but I'm going to ask it to you in, in the scope of what would, you, what advice would you give as people are becoming the CEO of their life? I'm going to give it to you in, in the, the whole like mantra that you have, what, what advice would you give the women? And we do have some guys that listen to the show too, as they're stepping into that moment, your, your bathroom floor moment, hopefully yes. you don't have to hit the bathroom floor. That's really my early. whole goal. If I could prevent <laughs> anyone from hitting the bathroom floor, that would be amazing. Right. Um, but metaphorically, if they feel like they're on the bathroom floor, hopefully you're not. How, what advice would you give them? You've given us so much advice today. So it's, it's almost going to be a repeat of the advice, but I'm going to say it and then give it a little bit of color. Yeah. Permission to prioritize yourself. And I say that is in the key word is permission. So we've talked a lot about prioritizing yourself on the show. The piece that misses is the permission, because as I'm talking about this, like when I'm talking with other people, they're like, yeah, I get it, but I can't, you don't understand I've got this, I've got that. And what I will say is actually, I do understand. (laughs) I have a very full plate. Um, You have to give yourself permission like that. It starts with permission to prioritize yourself. And that is like, if if I could shout it from the rooftops, that's what I would say. Yeah. Oh, I love that permission. Yeah, because I think listening to this, People are like, oh yeah, I get it. I got to put myself first. I'm on the, you know, I, I put the husband or the partner or, you know, my kids or my dogs or whatever first, right? Work first, you know, my side hustle, you know, first, everything first. But I love that you said, but I can't. And here's why. And the excuse as to why. So giving yourself the permission to do it. And you've got Becca and me here telling you that you can do it and you can still be successful because I'll tell you right now too, Becca, I'm making more money than I've ever made in my whole life too. By doing yes. This. Yes. But it was, it, you know, it was a struggle for me to realize that I can turn off the computer. I can turn off the notifications. I don't have to check my email first thing. And that was my hard thing was checking the email and social media first thing in the morning because that's where I make a lot of my connections and, you know, those are my clients and goes on and on, right? So I was programmed to think that's the priority, like go check all that first. And like I was saying earlier in the episode, 
that for some reason that changes everything for me. And it's interesting because by the time I sit down to go check the email and check everything, the energy and the positivity, it's like, it's almost indescribable, like the shift. So that's, that's my experience. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's, uh, I I love, I have all these little sayings, (laughs) but it's, it's subtle yet significant. I mean, let's write them down guys. Okay. So, oh my God, I love this. We're going to have so many great quotes for this. Becca, that is awesome. Okay. Tell us where to find you the book. Obviously we're going to link all of this in here and um, yeah. So tell your website, super easy. It's your name, beccapowers.com, right? Yeah. It's beccapowers.com. And maybe I'll come back for another one because I am a burnout expert too. And I have studied and researched burnout for five years. I got statistics. I've interviewed 8,000 people. So I've got, uh, when you were starting to talk about women, I was like, Oof, like we could go into burnout so much, but I do want to say, yes, you can find me at beccapowers.com. But if you do forward slash burnout, I have a burnout assessment there. That's free. If you want to just like check out and see how you're doing social handles. So I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, they're all the same at beccapowers1313. And then harness your inner CEO can be found on any of the major book retailers, but Amazon seems to be the easiest for people. Yes. And we will link all of that on here. And Pete, is there a particular social media that you like to connect with people on directly the most? Um, I would say my most populars are either LinkedIn or Instagram. So I'm on both pretty. Just like, I'm just like you. Okay, Becca, we'll have to have you back for burnout because I'm sure lots of you listening know exactly what she's talking about. We want to hear more about that, but thank you so much for joining us, Becca. This has been so much fun. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's been awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to My Opinion. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.